Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Thriving Adoptees podcast. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Joanne, jo- Joanne Sayer. Welcome to the show, Joanne. And uh, thank you for persevering with the technology. Um, and we're here now. Brilliant, isn't it? Great to have you here. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. So today, you know, I came up this, I was looking through at my, um, my notes from our conversation a couple of months ago, Joanne, and um, what really leapt out to me is this central issue that as uh, adoptees feel this uh, or or, or think or feel or both maybe um, the 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 central uh, challenge in our heads is the idea that I'm not good enough Um, and it, it seems to be the underpinning thought that's on so many of our minds right yeah yes totally agree totally agree so where do you think where where does this come from where do we pick it up what what's you you know what what's the what's the answer to this to, to this question i don't know, take it take it where you want to go you're uh <laughs> you're, you're a great lady you got she's got a book out we're going to talk about the look the, the book um you're great wordsmith and and an incredibly lovely human being. So take it take it where you want to go from from there. I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not good enough. I think it stems from the thought of being left behind. That there must be something wrong with me. That I was not wanted. Because as a child, you don't know the story and no one's telling you. So you just automatically put it to yourself and think, oh, there must have been something wrong with me. Why she did not want me, speaking of your birth mother, why she left me behind, why she gave me away, all of those phrases. And they kind of stay with you. And I, I think it, in a way, molds your thinking and um, the underpinning of any confidence that you might have until you know you grow up and can logically think your way through it yeah do, do you remember when you first thought that? when i first thought about not being well, good enough yeah when, when that do you remember that or all your earliest memory of of that I've, I've got mine, I'll share mine. <laughs> you show me yours, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as I found out I was adopted and the way that it was handled, um, because, you know, from my book, um, my cousin shouted out at me that he didn't have to be nice to me because I really wasn't his cousin anyway. So that was the big the moment that you realize, oh my goodness, you know, I'm re- I don't belong. There's something wrong with me. And um, that kind of shaped my whole growing up. Yeah. Because and, it was never dealt with. No. And how, how old are you when your cousin said this? I've, I've got a note of that somewhere. I've, I've got a note of that somewhere, but I, I can't find it. Yeah, I was like eight, eight, you know, seven, eight in there. Um, 
when I made that discovery. And, you know, now that cousin and I, well, we're the best of friends. And um, he is a wonderful man. But, you know, I just, he was a child also. And he was frustrated uh, having to care for his younger siblings. So <laughs> to have me thrown into the mix, he had to get rid of that somehow. So, you know, he just lashed out. Yeah. See, I, I was told so young that I don't ever remember not knowing, right? So I, I didn't have the shock to the system that, right. that you had. However, it, it, it was kind of about that, um, that time that I remember, you know, my, my, the first time, first time I thought not good enough uh, was, yeah, when I was about seven and I, my best friend at, at primary school uh, was take had uh, was going to a different school, a school that his father had been to. He was going to take an entrance exam to get into a different school that his father had been to. And I said to my mum and dad, "Can I? I want to be with Eddie. Can I? Can I take the exam too?" Mm -hmm. And um, they said yes. And uh, and I took the exam. And I went to school one day and, you know, didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks, whatever. Went to school one day and Eddie had, had had his letter to saying he passed the exam. And he was telling us about that at school. And, yeah, I would have been eight. Um, would have been kind of probably March-ish time. Yeah, so March that year, um, just after my birthday in January. And when I got home, there was no letter for me. So my mind went, no letter, no pass. Right. Haven't passed yeah. the exam. Yeah. Going to lose my best mate. And I was bawling my eyes out at my mum, saying, <laughs> you know, that I, I have the exam and I'm not going to, I'm not going to see Eddie anymore and da 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 da. And she said something to 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 kind try and calm me, but uh, it, it didn't it didn't really work. But yeah, I I thought not good enough in very concrete terms was was this 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 failure of a of an exam. Right. And lo and behold, the following day when I got home from school, the letter had come, <laughs> and I had passed. Uh, yeah. But but I I kind of wired into my brain, or my brain got wired into that that it it it, it I think it judged failure with loss. Right, right, um, exactly. And scared, I, I was scared of, of losing this guy. So mm -hmm. to, what, to what extent that's a reflection or not of of, of losing my. My birth mum, who knows? I mean, psychiatrists have a field day, surely, with that. But whether they're right or not, <laughs> who's ever going to know? They're so plausible, aren't they, shrinks? Have you have you met many shrinks? No. No. Um... Good. They're very, they're, they're very plausible. You know, like, if you ever watch um, a, a legal drama and, and, and um, there's one lawyer arguing the case and you think, oh, that sounds very plausible. And then and the, the opposing 
side comes on. You think that's very plausible too. Right, right. Think, well, who's right? And, yeah. And, and, and the, 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 these are bright people. Lawyers and, and, and shrinks are very broad people. So they can make anything. They can make it how they want it to be. They can guide you to the place that they want you to be. So, um, yeah, and, and I think that whole feeling of inadequate, not good enough, you spend a lifetime or you can spend a lifetime trying to prove yourself in all relationships. Yeah. Um, you take it as a, a personal almost attack, if the right word, of rejection, that you just can't look at it and go, oh, well, it didn't work out. But as an adoptee, you're thinking, oh, I wasn't good enough. I, I must have failed in some way. Yeah. So when we get onto this sort of subject, when we, as in me and other uh, adoptees, mm-hmm. uh, and adoptive parents for that matter, I, I have a, a, a kind of like a standard approach to this is because I've done all my healing work since 2009 with non-adoptees and none of them think they're good enough either. <laughs> right? So that- we're hanging this peg. Right. Right. Or let me put it, you know, we're, we're hanging this peg. We, 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 it's like, yeah, I, let, me make, let, let me make it about me. Right. So I don't think I'm good enough. Um, and, that, and therefore, I hang it on the adoption peg. But I've also hung it on the business peg as well. I'm not good enough at business. And some people will say, well, you're not think, you, 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 well, Simon, you don't think you're good enough at business because you don't think you're good enough because you're adopted. And, and they can lead us down this um, uh, dark and kind of disempowering path, right? It, that is a wonderful way to describe it. Yes, yes, because as a child, now when you find out you have no power, (laughs) you know, um, you're relying on your parents and, oh, your environment, extended family to give you that security. And if that is not there for you as a child, that, that feeling stays with you in your maturing years, so. So I think a lot of times the, the feeling kind of informs the thought, mm-hmm. right? So there's this wandering around feeling not good enough. And then, and then it, it's, well, we, 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 we hang it on that peg of, of adoption. And to me, there was, uh, there was a freedom in realizing that everybody else thought like this. <laughs> that is freeing. Yes. Yeah. But but not quite as freeing <laughs> as realizing it's not true. There it is. Yes. And um, the greatest freeing of myself really was finding the truth about me finding my birth mother and extended family and understanding the circumstances that led to my um, being, for lack of a better word or phrase, given up 
uh, for adoption. And then as a child, you know, you were always, oh, something wrong with me. As an adult, I'm like, no, there wasn't anything wrong with me. It was the situation, the circumstances that she found herself in. So, so not everybody gets to that realization. I mean, it's, it's, it, and it, it's like um, the challenge is it, it can sound like a, a bumper sticker, <laughs> can it? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is a, this is a huge epiphany moment. I mean, t- tell us about the, tell us about the moment. Do you, do you remember the moment when you, when, when something landed and you thought, oh, something's wrong? Was it like a, a Charlton Heston Ten Commandments moment? When you, ah, oh, yes, I can see it now. I remember watching uh, El Cid, the Charlton Heston film uh, at Christmas. We used to watch that around Christmas time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and when a mentor of mine talks about, you know, Charlton Heston, holy, holy mother of God moments, you know, this, these huge epiphanies. Uh, and, but he says, uh, this is a guy called Michael Neal. He, uh, he also talks about most of his moments or insights are, are more like um, um, the, uh, the, the uh, insights from, the Simpsons, where you know the guy slaps himself on the forehead and goes, "Don't," you know. Most, most of them, most of his insights. So, what was your insight moment like? Um, well, this is going to probably sound a little strange when um, the social worker called me um, and said, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I'm driving down the road to the pharmacy, you know, to pick up a prescription. She says, I want you to pull over. And I'm like, come on, just give me the bad news. Couldn't find anything else. You couldn't find her, blada, you know? And uh, she says, no, you need to pull over. And when I pulled over and she said, we found her, it was like all the emotions in me just like burst. It was, I was like, <laughs> out of my mouth, I said, I wasn't hatched. I mean, you know, <laughs> there was a person that had me because Simon, I don't have an original birth certificate. And if I wanted to travel out of the United States, I was going to have a problem because I couldn't prove that I was born here. So we've since taken care of that, but that was something else that led to my feeling of rejection because I wasn't even considered part of my own country, you know, part of anything. So when she said she found her and it was like everything just opened up, the sky opened up. Whether this woman wanted to meet me or not really was not the issue right then. It was that I was affirmed as having been born, (laughs) having a mother, yes, I mattered. Wow. 
Yeah, sounds sounds like it was Charlton Heston. Yeah, there he is. Uh, Homer. <laughs> uh, Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was the, uh, the the first one was the, it, 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 yeah, not hatched. So it was, it, 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 it was, it was the finding, seeing the foundations, feeling the foundations. Correct. Not knowing whether they, not the fact that they were made of steel or, or wood or, I don't know, what else would you make foundations out of? Bricks. <laughs> You know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the. It wasn't the nature of the foundation. It was. It was your whole grounding. Correct. So, is that? It, it was. So, as I'm thinking about that, I'm going back to. I'm, I'm thinking about other metaphors and and what happened. You know, when you were eight, it was like somebody had pulled the rug from under your feet. And yeah. then when you had this call and had to pull over, the, the rug had been put back under. It's the best way to describe that. Yeah. It was, that foundation was back underneath of my feet. And I don't know that people that are, I call outside of adoption could really understand that, but my whole being was shored up. Wow. And I don't know if you'll, because our minds play tricks on us, but um, I have to ask, right? So were the foundations firmer than they'd been before? Now? No. So, so if you, like, so you, you're going... Uh, you, you're before your cousin tells you this information. Mm -hmm. um, your foundations are, are are at ten, okay, and and then he pulls the rug from underneath it, and your foundations go to zero. Correct. When you had the call from the social worker, did this is all very right brain and blokey sort of thing to say, isn't it? I don't know why I'm doing it this way. Um, <laughs> Did did the foundations did they did they go back to to ten or did they go to fifteen or were they there at seven or or is this a stupid question? No, it's not a stupid question. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, you could feel it. Oh, how to describe this? Welling up underneath of you. I I, I felt it filling up again. You know, it was justifying my existence that I had a place that I, I was, you know, I, I, I don't know that there was a, a number, um, I'm probably at the 15 now, um, but I was at least at a seven knowing that wait, there was this woman who had me. Now, you know, I'd gone on to meet her, to meet siblings, half siblings. Um, I have just, I have a wonderful relationship with my birth mother now. As a matter of fact, today she's 92 and I will be calling her today and singing to her. 
happy birthday. Um, this entire thing has, oh, relieved her of a burden of tremendous guilt. I can never make it like totally go away for her, but um, I call her mom and she calls me her baby. And it's like the salve has been put on everybody's life. What a poignant day to be doing it. I know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is. So did you did you listen? Did you see that the uh, on Thanksgiving? So we're recording this on the Monday after Thanksgiving. And on on Thanksgiving, um, I released a podcast with um, Cynthia and Suzanne, who are, you know, birth mother and birth birth daughter. Mm -hmm. And it was they they've been reunited, re reun sorry, been in and um, being reunited, being in reunion for a year or so. And Thanksgiving was the first day that her and her two moms were going to be spending, spending the day together. Oh, my goodness. So I released, I just, you know, they told me that during the interview. So I thought, well, let's release this on Thanksgiving. Um, so we did that. So, yeah, we seem to be having some poignant moments here in terms yeah. of the dates where everything. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back. So, it, it, yeah, it filled back up. It, it, it's filled back up and it's grown uh, since then. So if you went, it went from 10 out of 10, dropped down to zero, then went up to seven out of 10. And now it's at 15 out of 10. Oh, wow. yeah. Which, which kind of leads me very right, very, sorry, left brain, logical, blokey type um, metaphor on this. Uh, but I think it's a personal, sorry, it's a, it's a great introduction to the other, uh, great segue into the other, um, topic that you mentioned before we hit the record button, which was personal growth. So what does personal growth mean to you, John? Personal growth, um, confidence, um, your whole being, being uh, hard to describe. Um, I'm not making excuses for myself. I am who I am. And I feel good about that. Um, I can. That's a Gloria Gaynor song, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am who I am. I am who I am. Yeah. Uh, now then, but I don't like the next line. I am my own special creation, because that sounds like sounds like we're mindsetting it. It sounds like you know we're affirming it. We're standing in front of mirrors. I am what I am. I am. <laughs> I am some sort of yeah. And uh, but the the I am. That I am. Oh, we're onto a religious thing. I can't remember. Are you religious? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, have you heard that line? I am that I am. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember where that came from? Um. Well, I'm not saying I'm the great I am. <laughs> um. But I am who I believe I was made to be. Uh, okay. Now I was going back. I was asking the religious question. So mm -hmm. um, this is apparently what God said to Moses. I am that I am. Mm -hmm. When he saw the burning bush or something. I am, yeah, I am. I am. I am that I am. Yes. But 
this is the this is this is the sacred way of talking about who we are i am and uh, what am i being too esoteric here Does it make, <laughs> yeah you can do whatever you want simon <laughs> well i'm just checking in checking in I, i'm just checking in because i don't uh, i don't want to lose the listeners um, so I'm kind of asking you if I'm losing you, because if I'm losing you, I'm probably no. losing business. No. Okay. Um, I have a strong faith. I believe um, God has had his hand on my life. And when I look back, I can see the journey. Um, I was not ready for everything that was has been revealed to me. I was not ready for that. When I was 20, I was not ready when I was 25. I had to go through, it's like, um, you have to grow into it. And um, he's helped me through my journey. Um, I've told you before I had, was struck with a disease and I was blind and I had a miraculous healing that I wasn't uh, Johns Hopkins Hospital gave me a 10% chance of ever seeing again. And um, I have great vision, many, many surgeries in my eyes, but I have a uh, great vision now. But um, all things, 40 year journey trying to find my birth mother or just answers to who I was, um, None of that was revealed until my adopted mother passed because of her, uh, well, trying to be kind, but she was uh, narcissistic and would have never, ever handled me finding my birth mother. And so a year had passed and then the revelation of who my birth mother was and my history, that all came out. Yeah. I had something last week, think, you know, you know, following the religious uh, vibe and also what you've just shared there, mm -hmm. uh, is this... Uh, Is is that is this the the parable of the um, the prodigal son? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, can can you see how that would fit to what you just said? Because you probably got a better explanation of it than than I. Have. <laughs> and uh, I, it feels to me the theme matches. Does the theme match to you? Does that ring true to your experience? Um. Not totally, Simon, because the prodigal son knew his father's love and um, he turned his back. He just wanted to party and have a good time. And so he wanted what was coming, what was due him, and then take off and go um, enjoy, we'll say, life until he realized it was the end of him and when he was humbled 
And he's like, oh my goodness, even, <laughs> even the animals belonging to my father eat better than I do. So he went back with humility and uh, was embraced by the father and brought home. Um, it was because of his behavior and his actions um, that he was brought down. Um, I believe mine is a much different situation. Okay. I had a struggle in finding my way um, to finally get to that place with, I needed to be ready to receive all the truth. Okay. And um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So probably why I, it doesn't quite gel is because my, my view of the story or my understanding of the story isn't as good as yours. So, <laughs> That's um, okay. so I left it. So for me, it's it it, it, it it you you were we're always we're all uh, home all the time, but we go on this um, journey and we end up back where we back where we started in terms of um, home home base and and who we truly are un underneath everything. So. The, the I am, the I am piece. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I wasn't taking it, I, I was taking it at, at a different, uh, taking it at a, a different level because I didn't. You were, yeah, you were looking at it in a different way. And that's, looking at it in a different way, a different yeah, perspective. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the, the I am that I am was the bit that kind of rang true to me when, you said it, and I mentioned on the back of a Gloria Gaynor song, or you said it on a Gloria Gaynor song. <laughs> um, but you said, I was. You said, uh, finding finding out that you weren't hatched. You just yeah, said, that's I, line I, I, I was. I, I was. I, I was, as in, I was. It, I, I am. I am that I am. Mm -hmm. Past tense. I was, it, you know, I was me. It was, I'm struggling there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it just comes to the realization is I am the person that I was meant to be. And really, we're always that person. We just need to discover it. And yes. And had the confidence, um, I've gained a great deal of confidence with the knowledge. And I think that would have come even if the outcome had been bad with meeting yes. my family. Um, yeah. It's just the truth. You need the truth. When um, my husband drove me down because I was a mess. I was just a mess when I went to meet um, my birth mother at social services. And my social um, director person said to me, um, do not expect an Oprah moment. 
In other words, you know, you meet and everything is la la la, unicorns and fairy dust. She said, there are mothers that walk in, shake your hand and say, have a good life, see ya. And I said, I just wanna see with my eyes this person that gave me birth. Just let me see. And um, so I, I got such a benefit. I mean, all this wonderful relationship and um, hearing my history, hearing all of this and meeting my sister and, but the truth was that important, whether it was uh, a bad story or a good story, I needed the truth. Yeah. So um, I just want to take you back a, a bit. Okay. To, to, so you talked about the discovery of, of who we are. Correct. I think who, who we are. And, and that's what I was trying to get to with the, um, with the, the parable of the prodigal. So, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's this discovery, a discovery of home base, discovering of the truth of who who we are, and you talked about um, confidence in our in our whole being, and what and you also a couple of minutes ago, and you also talked about the outcome didn't matter. Correct. So, what I saw in that is that. Confidence is an inside job. That's a good way to put it, yes. Most of my life, I thought confidence came from outside me. Mm -hmm. the, the confidence comes with the, 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 the grounding drives the confidence. It, 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 feelings come from us, not to us. So the external, the, the outcome from the search, oh, oh, sorry, the outcome from the reunion didn't matter? It didn't matter in the confidence. Okay, yeah. It, yeah. it mattered in my joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, it's hard to even express, you know, yeah, the joy yeah. that I have with a relationship <clears throat> with siblings, with my mom, but the confidence within was the knowledge that I was given of where I came from yeah. and how the situation, I'll say, came to be. Yeah. Okay. And then I can be settled. I can be, ah, okay. Okay. So here's where there's a parallel to, between you and me and, and, a, and, a, and a slight um, con contrast as well. Mm-hmm. So 
I felt that too, like the, the truth set me free. Mm. Yeah. And the truth shall set you free. There you go. It comes from Jonathan. Um, and, but there's, there's truth on two levels, the, the, the truth of the circumstances and the truth of who we are. Mm-hmm. I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that actually at the moment. Because I, I heard that over the weekend again, you know, the truth is sure something you're free. Uh, not in a church on a podcast, actually, and not from a religious person, but hey, in a manner. Um, there's two levels. So I had, I got my truth of the circumstances. And as I read, the letter from my birth mother to the social worker about the teddy bear, my, the tears streamed down my face and they were hot and they, they melted my 40 seconds of anger towards my birth mother. Mm-hmm. To reveal who I was underneath that. Anger. And when I went on to, to to search for my birth mother, I found that she died. Yeah. But that didn't stop my joy because joy is an inside job like confidence. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right. So don't, listeners, don't be afraid to search. No. Search your truth. Search the truth because you don't need to have the happy reunion to be happy. Because I, I found my stuff without the reunion. It just hasn't happened. It, it, she, she died. 15 years before I started searching. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to, you don't need to put your happiness on hold. That's a good way to say it. Yes. Uh, happiness is there. Um, your, your peace is. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Happy peace. I don't mean ecstatic joy over the moon stuff. Yeah. Like I jumping mean, up and down. No, no, no. I mean peace, yeah, peace. I mean peace, happiness, not um, not uh, Christmas mornings. I'm going to open my presents, happiness, right? Maybe exactly. my mum's got me something other than socks, <laughs> happiness. <laughs> I I remember getting a, a, a briefcase. I think I'd just started working. My dad got me a briefcase for Christmas, and I was like, oh, jeez, a briefcase. I'm 22. <laughs> Do I really want a brief? Do I want something work related for Christmas? This is nuts. I was really gutted. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, happiness is an inside job. Um, so, what's the question I've not asked you so far? I don't know. What else would you like to know? Uh, <laughs> um. You had asked me before about healing 
and that has that's happened um can you share a, a healing moment or a, a an insight that led you to healing or what helped you heal or answer that question yeah. however you wait no the, the healing comes with the truth if you if people will receive the truth um don't look at it to pick it all apart and go I mean, I know an adoptee that um, the mother was a prostitute the, and given up. And that really doesn't matter. You, the healing comes from the truth of the situation. See, I think it's better to know the circumstances than to go through your life with a big question mark. Um, my entire life, um, I was pretty, well, it's just lied to, um, not even told the truth of where I was born and my adopted mother knew and kind of threw me off the scent, I guess she knew. I started looking at 21 and so she kind of threw me off the scent and um, all of those pieces when they come together it all settles down and you go ah there we go yeah I when I think of that the little story that comes to my mind is uh, a About 20 odd years ago, I'd had a, we'd had a late flight and got to the, we're going to, we're going to Greece for a couple of weeks. I had a late flight, got to the apartment, dropped the bags off. I'd had a really busy time at work. Got to the, got to the apartment, went straight out for dinner. And I remember sitting in, uh, um, in this little uh, square um, where there was a, a taverna and and feeling actually feeling the the stress of work leaving me and and coming actually felt it viscerally coming off my shoulders mm-hmm. um and that that's what happens when the questions and the stress stop they reveal the truth of who we are underneath underneath the questions underneath that questioning mind it's like a load off our mind right yeah it's like it it was lifted off um so you can face life and and challenges i think better when you have that foundation of who you are um, things are not going to get to you like they would have before you're not going to question yourself it's like a release it's a release yeah so i'm thinking then the mess the 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 thing that came to light the the thing that came to metaphor that came to, to mind then was without the rucksack without the heavy bricks in the rucksack it's harder it's easier to 
to to to carry on the journey. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh definitely. I think it just releases us to be a better person. Yeah. A better husband or wife or mother or father. You just released. And the, and you have more of a peace. And um having that peace and that confidence i've been able to help other people yeah yeah and if you're wondering listener how you do that you do that by listening to the podcast that you've just been listening to you are already doing it you are opening yourself up for insights by listening to joanne's insights you open yourself up to healing by listening to Joanne's healing story. And if you want to do more of that, then I suggest that you rewind the podcast and listen again. <laughs> <laughs> and check out her book in the show notes. Thank you, Simon. I've totally enjoyed our time together. Me too. It's been a delight. I hope it's been a delight for you listeners. I guess if you're still listening now, it has been. If you <laughs> thought it was rubbish, you'd sign up ages ago. <laughs> Okie dokie. Thanks listeners and we will um, speak to you very soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks John. Mm -hmm. Bye bye.